Hi, people of God. It's Lady Tamara, and welcome to the Lady Tamara Show, where I am your hostess, but the host is Jesus Christ, our Lord. I wanted to talk to you today very briefly about the timing of the Lord. Ecclesiastes 3 says that there is a time for everything and a season for everything or every activity under the heavens. And I also want to go to Isaiah 40 and 31. This is a very familiar passage of scripture and it reads, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Saints of God, this is going to be a very short recording. I am just feeling the unction of the Lord to say this to you, to prophesy this to you today, that you will wait on the Lord. Because the promises that God has for you, they are too great. They are insurmountable. And you cannot give up on what God has promised you. You have to wait. As a woman who is pregnant, when I was with child, I went into labor and I could not wait because it was time for this baby to be delivered. But I want you to know some things can come before God is ready. Some babies come before the actual release. And so what they have to do is they have to stop the labor. And I promise you that is a painful process. That is very painful to stop a baby from coming into this world, but he's already in position or she's already in position to be born. But I've come by on my way to glory to tell you today that sometimes what you're packing, you cannot hold. But there is a season that is upon many of you and you will have to wait. You will have to wait. It's not time to give birth. Yes, you may have grown. Yes, you may have different cravings because like a woman with child, we began to crave different things. I mean, the child grows but so big and then your body physically cannot handle any more growth. So then you have to give birth. But there are then some babies that are ready to be born and they're not big enough. They're not strong enough. To be able to thrive if they are born before season. So that's why we have to know the seeming of Lord. We have to know when to stay in the battle and when to bow out gracefully. Some of you, your relationships, be it marital. I'm all for husbands and wives staying together as a family unit. But some of you, you've been going through in your marriage and you want to throw in the towel. But the Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Saints of God. There is strength in waiting in the timing of the Lord. When you wait on God, you will mount up. That word mount up means to be braced, which means you will be in such a position that no matter what comes your way, you will be able to handle it because you have the strength of the Lord. When you mount up, you shall run and not be weary. There are some things that you are trying to walk through that you need to run through. There are some things that you might need to slow down and walk instead of run. But you know by the spirit of God where this word finds you and touches you in your current situation. Some of you, you are ready to leave a ministry. You are ready to come from under someone's covering. You are ready to 
Walk away from that job. God placed you there to be a blessing. Not that it's permanent, but that that is where he has you in the season that you are in. Do not get hasty in your emotions and leave the positioned place of the Lord. God has placed you there strategically because there is something that must come from you being there. Be it someone else may be a blessing to you there or you are anointed to be a blessing to someone else. But you have to wait on God. You cannot leave the place that God wants you to be before he has released you. Yes, some relationships, the grace has expired. God is saying, listen, I tried to tell you last season and season before that to walk away and you're still in it. So now you're feeling the repercussions of your disobedience because anytime God tells you to flee and you stay, you open yourself up for attack because God's grace is at the place that he has set it out for your feet to tread to. So if you're still stuck in the past and God is in the future, baby, the grace of God is waiting on you to catch up with it because you are in disobedience. God will not bless a mess. You have to be in position. So for some of you, you stepped out of the will of God because you in your feelings. But I've come by to tell you, you need to get out of your feelings and get in faith. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please him. I don't care how hurt you feel, how emotional you feel. If God said, stay, stay. May your feet be planted. If God say leave, then you better kick the dust from under your feet and get to moving. But you have to obey God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We operate with the Gregorian calendar. So, of course, we look at everything based upon that system. But how many of you know that we are theocratic? We are under God's system. We are under God's system of time. We are under his kairos. Therefore, what the calendar might say. That is null and void to the child of God because we are under a whole other system of rules and different operations. We are under the kingdom of God, the domain of God, the dominion of God. So don't allow the Gregorian calendar when to tell you to celebrate. Honey, every day is a day of celebration for the child of God. Don't wait till December 31st. To begin to plan and celebrate. You can celebrate right now. Because we are already in our new year. According to the Hebraic calendar. Glory to God. So you don't have to wait. Two months and a few days. To celebrate. You can start celebrating right now. As a matter of fact. You're about a month and a few days late. Because your new year was in September. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah Jesus. So I've come by today to encourage you. I don't know who this message is for, but you know, and by the power of God, he knows where you are. Stop staying stuck in places that you are not supposed to be in. Because anytime you are in the wrong place, then that means, of course, you're not in the right place. Because the right place is your place of prosperity, your place of promise, your place of peace. But you in hell, you in poverty. You are going through because you're not in the promised place of the Lord. The promised place is the place where his presence is, where his power is. That's the place of waiting. 
It doesn't have to feel like he's doing anything. God is always working. You might not feel him. You might not see it. But honey, God never sleeps. He never slumbers. So just because a whole lot of activity is not going on, that doesn't mean God is not there. So many people leave the place that God had positioned them because it appears to their emotional aspect or it appears to them that well, God isn't moving. It's dry. It's desolate. No, it's not. It seems like that to you because you're a busybody because you always have to be doing something. That's the issue with a lot of people in the church. We love to do works. And sometimes our works, God is not in that. God is a God of peace. When you have peace going on in your life, some people, they run to look for disturbance because they just don't know how to handle a life of peace. We don't have to always be in warfare. That's another thing. I hear people say this day in and day out. Every time you talk to them, oh, I'm warring. I'm in a battle. I'm struggling. What is wrong with you? Check that spirit because there is a promised place where the word of God says glory to God thank you Jesus they they that dwell in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty so when you are dwelling in the secret place you are protected there is protection and provision there prosperity peace so the word of God even says that there was a season when kings went to war. We should not always be warring. Yes, we have spirits that will try to come up against us heavily in certain seasons in our life. But some seasons our warfare ought to not always be constant, constant, constant warfare where there is no peace. Because then that means that illegally something have gained the ranks and the reins to attack you. You need to find out what you opened yourself up to that you can't live a life of peace sometimes. I don't care how much warfare comes against me, honey. I have the peace of the Lord because I'm not always in warfare. Sometimes I'm going to say this. This is going to bless somebody. I'm an intercessor, my prophetic intercessor, and the Lord taught me this. He said, let me tell you something. Sometimes you can hit a climate in prayer that's not designed for you. In other words, you tapped into a place that you don't have the power to be able to fight what you didn't tap into. So you got to know how to ease your way out of that. And many of you, you are praying powerfully, but you have tapped into some ground that's stubborn and you don't have what it takes to fight those spirits that are reigning, those principalities that are reigning there. So then you open up a demonic realm that you don't have the power or the authority to fight against because you're not strong enough yet. It's not that you don't have God's eternal exousia. It's not that you don't have his dominion. It's just that you need to pray a little bit more. You need to grow in the realm of prayer that way when you walk through certain climates in the spirit they will not be able to attack you because you have grown up you have matured in your prayer life that's why I don't buy a lot of prayer books I don't read a lot of prayer manuals because the Bible says that the disciples ask Jesus teach us how to pray as you pray if you really want to be a prayer warrior honey you need to sit at the feet of Jesus and let him teach you how to pray I am not against those people's books I've read many amazing books throughout the years but there will come a time when no book will be able to teach you how to do anything the only book the only manual that can teach you anything is the word of God that is the ultimate supremacy 
for the child of God is the word. And yes, many of these authors, they are in tune with the spirit. But sometimes for the immature audience, the immature believer, they begin to try to try to tap into a place that they have not grown to. So then you expose yourself. You're wide open. Because now you have tapped into a realm that you don't have the artillery to be able to fight. That's like a baby going up against a guillotine of soldiers. That baby don't have that authority to be able to fight off all those warriors that's coming up against them. And many of you, that's why you jump out of the position of the Lord. Because you all over the place in your prayer life. You're trying to be what you already are but it's just not the season for the manifestation and that can put you in a lot of trouble and that is very dangerous in the spirit many people are sick many people have lost their minds many people have lost their lives because they tried to access a place that they were not equipped for and they opened up themselves for the enemy to attack them and they had no godly protection and I'm not saying that God abandoned them but I'm saying that by their own ignorance they continued in ignorance to try to reach a place that they didn't have the power of the authority to tap into. That's, I, I, I want to I bless you with this. That is why soldiers, now we know they're teenagers today and the, the teenagers today, they have the statue of grown people. You can look at a 15 year old man or young man or young woman and you would not know if they're 30 because they are very mature. But that's the reason why even in the military age is a requirement because they can't just throw a baby out there even though they might look like a man or a woman. And that's how many of you are. You have the appearance, you know, even Saul, Saul had the appearance. He was big. He was muscular. He was very, he was a very uh, well statured man. He was big. And by big, I don't mean fat. I mean muscular. Saul had the look of the king, but David had the heart of a king. See, when you really have the heart of the king, your look doesn't matter. But the maturity is what matters because David was a lad, but he matured as a shepherd boy. He matured into a king in his heart. The word of God says that David had a ruddy appearance, which meant he looked like he was filthy. He was dirty. He probably had an odor. He probably was very melodorous. But he had the heart of a king. So you can have the look. You might think you're ready. But you're not ready. And I got Bible to back that up. Because when Samuel went to anoint David. Glory to God. The Bible says that after he was anointed. David continued working as a shepherd boy. Because it was not his time. So many of you, you got the prophetic word, you heard the Lord, you heard his prophets, but God said, but I still need you to work in the vineyard, work in the field, serve until I promote you. Many of you, you got the word and now you're running and God is saying, don't run to do the work. The work is going to come. The prophetic word speaks what is to come. But it also gives you instructions on what you must do until it comes. And I've come by to tell you today, to those of you who are in a Davidic season, you are as David is. You have been called out by God, my God from Zion. God is saying, wait on him. 
stay in the vineyard. Put your hand to the kingdom plow. Stay in that ministry. Stay in that marriage. Stay on that job. Continue to do the apostolic work. Continue to do the prophetic work. Continue to evangelize. Continue to work in the missions. God said when you stay and you work and you labor, when the timing of the Lord is going to appear, nothing, no matter of hell, no matter of demons can stop what God has anointed. I stopped by today to tell you that not only are you called, but you are anointed for this. And because you are anointed, God will never rush your destiny for anyone. God owns time. He can stop time. The Spirit of God gave me a word Sunday about the sundial and he had me to release it and I released it and I'm going to release it for those of you who didn't read it. But he told me to say that many of you were in a sundial type of season in that what you thought was getting ready to end, God said he's extending it. I know you remember about Hezekiah when he was sick and he sent the prophet Isaiah to tell him Glory to God. To tell him to set his house in order. And Hezekiah repented. And the Bible says that 15 years was added unto his life. Because he believed the word of the prophet of the Lord. So you have to know who's talking in your ear. You have to know if they are really sent or if they just went. Are they a P-R-O-P-H-E-T? Or are they a P-R-O-F-I-T? Come on here. You have to know who's speaking into your life. When a prophet comes, if they're not coming to help upgrade you and see you the way that God sees you and encourage you along the way, then you ought to question. You ought to question that, that person and that title. Prophets edify, they exhort, they comfort. That is what the genuine nature of every prophet should be. Yes, prophets will come to speak God's judgment, not their own, but God's judgment. But every prophet is called to lead the people back to God, not to them, not to them. So by the word of God that I received today for you, saints of God, I hear God plainly say to tell you that this is your season of waiting. It's what you do in the waiting room that will determine what happens and how smoothly things will be in the delivery room. Glory to God. You ought to shout right there. What you do in the waiting room will determine the smoothness of the delivery in the delivery room. Some of you, God has given you great vision and you're pregnant with it. Glory to God. But it's what you do in the waiting room that will determine how smoothly the delivery will be. Glory to God. God has promised many of you empires. Corporations, the nations, oh glory to God. God has given us the nations. But God said, it's what you do in the waiting room that will determine how smoothly the delivery will be. I remember when I was expecting, I had a horrible delivery. I had to have a cesarean section and I was cut from one side of my hip to the other. My son and I both almost died. I've shared that testimony many times before. And if you don't know about it, inbox me or get in contact with me and I'll share it with you. But I remember being cut from one side to the other and I felt everything. I had two epidurals. I felt paralyzed. I had no feeling, but I felt that. I almost died. They had to do CPR. 
My son almost died from a respiratory issue. We went through. But I remember I, when I woke up, I said, how could this delivery have been so horrible and the last month and a half because I found out that I was expecting really late. I said, but the last month and a half was so smooth. And God answered me. He said, do you know why the delivery was so, oh, glory to God. This, this is going to bless somebody right here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I feel the anointing. He said, the reason why, he said, you see, you didn't know that you were expecting. So it was like a secret. Sometimes you're pregnant and it's a secret. Everybody don't need to know that. Everybody don't need to know what God have put on the inside of you. Glory to God. Some things God going to keep it a secret. But God told me, God said, but it's through your seed. He said, I will bless your son greatly. I know that God gave me a promise with my son. I don't care what anybody feels about the way that he was conceived. God told me, I blessed your womb. And he said, the reason why the delivery, oh, glory to God, was so difficult was because of what you would have to go through to birth him. He said, but I want you to know that I will bless your son and I will bless every place that his feet will tread. So some of you, yes, the delivery might be hard, but I hear God say to tell you today, oh, glory to God, that the way that you act in waiting, it will determine how smoothly the delivery will go. Yes, your delivery might still be a little rough. But I hear God say that it's still going to all work out for your good. We fought for our lives. But how many of you know that my son and I, we are alive and well. Oh, glory to God. I thank God for the season of waiting. I thank God for the timing of the Lord when we will all give birth to what he has put on the inside of us. But until then, saints, I'm staying put. I'm waiting. It's what you do while waiting that will determine the outcome of your delivery. You see, I had many other factors working against me, even though I was in waiting. And thank God I was obedient to my doctors. I stopped eating certain things. I began to rest. I was working two jobs. I stopped. I listened to them. And the spirit of God said, see, you was doing all that work. And that added some additional pressure. That's why your delivery was so hard. But he smoothed it out and he worked it out for my good. So while you're in waiting, be smart about the decisions that you make. Be smart about the things that you do. Yes, you won't do everything right. But I hear God say that if you just make an effort and pursue to do the right thing, God said that when is going to be the time to come to give birth? Everything, though certain things may come up against you, it'll all work out for your good. Stay in the position of the Lord. Stay in a position of humility and prayer. And do not allow anyone to shift you out of the position that God has placed you in in this season. And if God is telling you it's time for you to run on, then you need to put on your fastest running shoes. And you need to kick dust and you need to move with the wind of God. Oh, glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 This is a season where God wants his people in position. Don't be too eager. Don't be overzealous. Don't allow your emotions and your anger and don't get in your feelings because you will get out of faith and you will step out of line and you will miss your moment. 
Oh, glory to God. I'm so grateful to God today for putting this word in me. Hallelujah. I pray that every person listening today at the sound of my voice, that you would hear the instructions of the Lord, that you would not hear Lady Tamara, but that you would hear the spirit of God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come to say thank you, Father, for the word. Thank you, God, for the divine release for us, Lord God, for your people to stay in position, to continue to pursue you, to continue to bear it. Oh, God, thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, thank you for giving us the strength to mount up. Not to run if you're saying to stay and not to stay if you're saying to run. Thank you, Lord God, that we know the timing of the Lord, that we know the seasons of the Lord. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ for all that you are preparing to do in this earth through your earthen vessels. Oh, God, Father, I pray for every leader. I pray for every laity. I pray for every governmental office in the name of Jesus Christ in the church oh God and in the political arena oh father I speak today obedience throughout the land oh father you said that without faith it is impossible to please you and father you said that if we if we would humble ourselves and seek your face that you would hear from heaven that we would hear from heaven and that you would heal our land so God I bless your name in the name of Jesus Christ that you are answering many of the righteous that you are answering us about the state of the union the state of the church the affairs of our heart oh God we thank you, Lord God, Father, and we speak peace throughout the nations, oh God. I pray today, Lord God, Father, for every intercessor, Lord, that you would strip them of the burdens that they carry for your people, people who don't even understand the weight of the intercessor. But God, I pray today, Lord God, Father, that the intercessors would be light in spirit so that when they would go in as the people for the people, God, that they would hear what the spirit would say unto the church. And that they would pray accordingly to what heaven is saying and not according to what the earth is groaning. Oh God, I pray in the name of Jesus today, Lord God. Father, that those who don't know you in the pardon of their sin, that they would hearken unto your voice, even listening to this recording. And that they would confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus and that they would believe in their heart that you have raised your darling son, your only begotten son from the grave, Father, and that they would receive their salvation. Oh, bless the name of the Lord Jesus. I thank you for all that you're doing. May you bless the hear and the doer of your word. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. And thank God. Saints, I love you. I love you. There is no one that can outbid me in loving you. I love you. Love you, love you. And I know that you feel my sincere love towards you. If you want to get in contact with me, you can go to my other Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash official lady Tamara. That's O F F I C I A L L A D Y Tamara, T A M A R A. Email me, lady Tamara in green at yahoo.com. Of course, you know Facebook and Instagram. I love you dearly. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. It's my prayer. And saints of God, be mindful of the activity in the next 
few days as we are approaching what the world celebrates called Halloween. We do know that the saints do not celebrate this pagan and demonic holiday. So be mindful of what you are opening and exposing your children and your household to. God bless you. I love you.